This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together, we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys, too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone, and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast. And the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we are so excited to be back with you guys. We have an awesome topic for you all today. If you were listening to uh, last week's episode, we kind of gave you a clue at the end. I think we actually told you <laughs> what we were going to be talking about today. Um, so we're talking a little bit about friendship anxiety today and how anxiety affects friendships. Because Lordy knows that I have been through it with my friends. Uh, what about you, Taylor? Oh, yeah. I'd be interested. I'm interested to see like how if we're like similar or like different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know on how it's kind of like affected us. Um, but before we start, why don't you just fill us in on what's been going on? How are you? 
Good. I went to the dentist, guys, and I had no cavities. No cavities. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about why, about what you told me like five minutes ago about your teeth? <laughs> yeah, I I guess I have some like like ridges in my teeth that make me more prone to cavities. So like I always have a cavity every time I go, and I think it's made my like hatred for going to the dentist or like fear of it. But I asked the dentist probably like seven times. I was like, "Are you sure I don't have?" any cavities like did y'all take enough x-rays like oh so yeah it's a great well, day <laughs> yeah it, I, it was just so crazy because we were talking about how I I've only and I'm you know older than you so I've been going to the dentist a little longer but in my whole life I've only had two cavities my entire life and my niece who is now seven has like six cavities or something already and so I always thought it was just because you know, they always tell you, candy, candy. I, obviously, there's things that are bad for your teeth that you want to stay away from a lot of, right? Like so, sugar, soda, and candy and stuff. But apparently, getting cavities is somewhat genetic too. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But 100%. that is good news for you. And um, some good news for me. I've actually been feeling a lot better with my reflux. Um, I feel like I've been on my sort of regimen that my uh, – holistic practitioner, my functional medicine doctor put me on. That's been good. I still have been taking the medicine that they prescribed me at the GI doctor. Um, and that, uh, you know, we talked about that, that, what, what, oh my God, what's it called? That meeting I went to with my doctor appointment. Oh my God. Having a brain <laughs> the appointment I went with my doctor. So, um, but I'm feeling better and I'm excited to, to talk to everyone today a little bit about, um, about friendship anxiety. But before we start, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been following us on the Anxiety Chicks Instagram page and leaving us wonderful reviews on iTunes. We really would love and Spotify. I guess anywhere that you can rate and review us. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please um, give us a little love. It you know helps seeing that we're really helping with everybody else's anxiety and helping you guys feel less alone. We love that. Um, we also love the constructive criticism we get because there are, you know, we're, we're not perfect. There's definitely people that are not relating to our podcast and that's totally fine. Um, I actually went on the Anxiety Chicks Instagram the other day and posted one of the reviews that we got that talked uh, – <sighs> Um, I think it talked about how we're not consistent. I don't know. It was negative. And so I just wanted to clear some things up. And I will do that from, you know. Wait, what did it say? There, I'll do that every now and then. Um, it said we need to be more consistent about when we drop episodes. We talked about that. And Guys, no, we also no, we are did. We did. We did. We run, we, we do all this for free. We don't make money off of it. So like, we're very busy people. We're trying our best. Allison just finished her book. I just finished some stuff. So like now we're getting in the routine of it, but promise we are trying our best. <laughs> yes. Although we are looking for sponsors. So if you know of anybody who wants to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to email us at the anxiety chicks at gmail.com. Um, cause we would love to keep this, this podcast going. Cause there are so many people that enjoy it. Um, but you know, we really just, from the bottom of our hearts, we struggle with anxiety ourselves, but we also 
um, love having a community where people feel like they're less alone and they can feel a little bit more healed in their journey. So <laughs> we apologize if any of our, you know, anything bothers you. But anyway, I will be I will be commenting on them because I think it's I think it's good to point out that not everybody's perfect, that we're doing this podcast based on kind of true, true us and authenticity and who we are. And so have you seen my sign? If any part of that annoys you, then maybe you don't want to be hear my voice or anything because I don't I don't mean to be like that. It's just who I am. Wait, what did you say? Have you seen my sign I got in my in my office? Wait, yes. What does it say? Perfection is an illusion. Right, perfection. I love that perfection. No one's illusion. perfect, guys. So don't expect perfection. If you're not perfect, don't expect perfection out of other people. And that's something that, like, when we get into talking about friendship anxiety, I think is something that this is a good transition point into because you can't expect things out of other people that you don't give yourself, and you can't expect other people to reach standards that you yourself don't even reach. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And you can go back and listen to our uh, episode on perfectionism because that was a popular one. I don't know which couple episodes back. So go listen to that. Um, But if you like what you hear, we would love for you to rate and review us and subscribe if you want. Um, Anyway, let's start getting into friendship anxiety because – I, well, I want to hear from you, actually. Why don't you start, Taylor, and tell me a little bit about how your anxiety affects your friendships and then kind of talk about it. I feel like growing up, I just wanted to be liked. Like I, okay, my whole life I've wanted to be liked. And I think that's from a, I think the core of it was insecure and not liking myself and not realizing I didn't like myself like my whole life. But I always wanted to be the center of attention, have the most friends, like be a part of the popular crowd. And I think this is something that like a lot of younger kids want to be, you know, yeah. you want to have the most friends, the the most fun group in the school. And like, I had all that, but I always felt so alone. It's such mm. a weird feeling. Like I was super popular per se, like quote unquote, I'm doing my hands quoted guys, because what is popular, honestly, like looking right. back on it, what was that? The kids who we're going to the parties on the weekends in high school and stuff. And I, I was a part of that crowd, but I never, I truly would look around sometimes and be like, yeah, there's all these people around me, but I feel so alone. Like if I were not to attend the party, no one would stay home with me. You know what I mean? It's like, no one was wanting to do the sleepovers where we didn't have to go to a party or we didn't have to do. I just feel like no one really knew genuinely who I was. And I don't even think I knew who I was because I had a mask on all the time because I wanted to be like them. And I always picked friend groups that were so different than my core values. It's so weird to explain, but the people I, my friend, looking at my friend groups over my life time, it was always friend groups that weren't me nor my personality. I I think I was just so lost on who I was that I attracted people who of this image I wanted to be. And I don't even know why I wanted to be this image, but I think this image I wanted to be was what I thought was in the movies and the shows you watch growing up as the cool people and the, I I don't know, but honestly getting diagnosed with anxiety, extreme panic disorder and health anxiety is when my eyes open to what have I been doing? 
Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log on to your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash TheAnxietyChicks. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, slash TheAnxietyChicks, and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Because oh my at the end of the day, at the end of the day, no one ever really asked anyone, anyone in our friend group, no one really checked in on each other. I didn't know anything anyone was struggling with. I only looked at everyone else's lives and was like, everyone's life seems like perfect. Like we didn't talk about struggles because yeah. it was all about partying. And anyways, it was just, I, I realized I, I was lonely. I was like, I don't have a true friend. And that yeah. sucked. Like to really sit down and finally tell yourself like, stop acting like you have friends. None of these people are your friends. Oh my gosh. It's, it's the loneliest feeling so much. It, and it, literally a feeling of being alone in a crowd. I cannot believe how much, again, I mean, of course, because I feel like we are very in aligned with each other and like how we are as, as people, but I totally relate to that. I was always like that as a child. I always really? wanted to be, well, let me just tell you from a very young, I mean, I don't, again, we've talked about this. I don't remember too much of my childhood, but I remember one of my first like role models of wanting to look like and be like is Kelly Kapowski on Say by the Bell. Do you ever watch no. Say by the Bell? No. <laughs> oh man. I'm so old. <laughs> Anyone that that's listening that loves Say by the Bell, 
I love you, okay? And you're we're not old, okay? But it you know what the show is, right? You've heard of it? No. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but what did you I'll like just, about her? I'll just tell you. Yeah, I'll just tell you. And you can Google her. So um, it was like a Saturday morning show. And she was just in my eyes. She was the most popular. She was – the boys fought over her. And they were in high school. So I remember – I wasn't in high school when I was watching it. I was in like middle school maybe or, you know, even like oh, – She's beautiful. Fifth grade. Oh my gosh. She's gorgeous. Wow. Gorgeous. So I just remember – wanting to dress like Kelly Kapowski, wanting to be Kelly Kapowski. Um, I kind of still do at 40 years old. I kind of wish I would love her. But there was always, yeah, it was always this sort of false sense of what would make me happy when I was younger. And yeah. it was to be liked. The same thing you said, it was to be liked and to be popular. And if the popular kids in my school would talk to me, it had – that was everything of my self-worth was based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And don't get me wrong. I like really had a, I had a really happy childhood where I would be a kid and I was playing with my, you know, I'd jump in the leaves with my dad or I'd play with my dog or go, you know, to a swim club and, and play with some people there. But when it came down to it, like in school and stuff and friendships that I had, I all I wanted to do was dress like Kelly Kapowski and wear, you know, a midriff and just be I always wanted to be older than I was too. Did you ever want that? Yes. I think I looked I always looked older than I was. Like I looked yeah, so did I. in middle school. Like I remember mm -hmm. people being like, No way, you're in middle school. Like I just grew up before everyone. Um but it's it's kind of interesting because I hear you saying you had role models. I think I was so, my parents were, my mom's, and she admits it, she was a helicopter mom. Like, I don't even think I had people to look up to because I was so censored on what I could watch. And my mom was so protective of me. Like, she didn't even let me sleep over at people's houses. Like, I never, she would find ways to ground me so I couldn't hang out with people. Like, she didn't want me to leave the house. So it was really hard because it, this was when I was in like sixth grade. I remember I went to private school up to fifth grade and then sixth grade, I was put into public school. And it was like all these kids had grown up with these other kids since preschool. So I really had to like try hard to get into these friend groups of all these people. Like I was literally a lone fish in a sea, you know, it was, um. so I felt even more of a need to like fit in and be liked. And then my mom wouldn't let me hang out with people unless they came over to our house. So it was like, I just felt so upset all the time. And I see my mom's worries. Like that was her anxiety and her fear of something bad happening, but right. she couldn't just keep me locked up to prevent something bad from happening. You know, like at some point I was going to go out and live my life. And I think I wish she would have saw that back then. Cause I think that really did a number on me. Just like I felt I had a, I had an imaginary friend. Like my mom would be like, you're grounded. And I remember I'd always be like, and we joke about it now, but I'd be like, all right, I guess I'm going to go hang out with Billy again. Like, and so we oh make a God. joke about Billy, you know, but it's like, she would never let me do anything. And it was, it's kind of sad to think about, but I, I, I see her anxiety, but I don't think it was fair to me, but mm -hmm. I tried even harder to be fit in because I felt so like I was five steps behind everyone because they were all friends since they were born. Basically yeah. they all started at this private school together. I mean, public school. And I w came from this 
Christian private school and I knew no one. And so um, that was rough. That was a, that was really rough. And, um, but even like thinking back to younger than that at the private school, I would go to sleepovers and I would literally clean um, people's houses. It's really weird, Allison, but it's like, I I even wanted, I even wanted the parents approvals. I cleaned my teeth during recess. I would clean my teacher's room and they would call my mom and be like, and I would hear it. Taylor is so amazing. She's such a good student. She, uh, she cleans our room. And like, I based my self-worth off of other people being like my accolades, like since from a young age, like literally at sleepovers, why was I swiffering in woman's sorry that's my dog oh gosh I was like why am I swiffering a woman's floor like thinking back to that that's so odd like that's so weird and I would start a gang of it like there would be four of us cleaning and it's like what and then the mom my mom I don't know I don't know why I I still wonder and and I told you in the last episode like I really want to get into therapy for like processing childhood stuff yeah yeah, that's what I want to find like a special a specialist on that. Yeah. Um it's just so it's so interesting to me thinking back to the things I did. It's like why was I not at recess with other kids? Why was I cleaning a teacher's right. room? Well, I mean, it makes sense like hearing that. It makes sense why you maybe would have never watched Save by the Bell then because <laughs> or your mom wouldn't want you to watch it cuz it was a little bit, you know. No, couldn't even listen to secular music whatever that is. It's wow. like yeah, it, it was yeah. so censored. And like my parents' friends at the time were like, very just, you know, it's like, you're not gonna have I remember one of my friends, that was my parents friends daughter, they had, uh, they had no TVs in their house. So, so my mom felt like a bad mom, when oh, letting you watch TV. the kids would come over. And I remember her sister was at our house one time and her face was glued to our TV. And my mom said she felt so bad when that girl's mom came over and was like, hey, let's go. Let's go. And the girl would not move her face from the TV. Oh, my God. She didn't want to leave. And it's like, I don't blame her. I don't think any of that is good parenting. I think there should be balancing in everything. Yeah. I mean, there's a balance. Listen, I I mean, there's no. How long can you protect your kid from bad? So that's the one thing I will say, I think, from a psychological perspective, um, as far as, you know, parenting goes being overprotective and like a helicopter parent is actually does a disservice to your children because when they actually grow up and get into the real world, they feel like they can't um, do it on their own. Yeah. Which I really struggled with. They feel very, very scared to, you know, be, they don't think that it's possible to survive basically with their responsibilities they have because it's been they've been protected so much and so I also think it's a form of like almost always feeling like as a kid you're almost when you have a helicopter mom I'm sure the thing she said is like everything in the world is dangerous besides being with me at home you know I'm sure that's, that's the, the message that, that the child yeah, the message, the message yeah. that the child gets basically but I will say that. I don't want this to turn into, again, a thing that's about like parents and, you know, what they're doing wrong because I feel like there's no guidebook for parenting. No parent is perfect. Like I said, I I think she had things struggling in her. Right. You know, it's like I was just going to say. No, she like her acting that way was her being the best mom in the world by 
by sacrificing her life and, and doing nothing fun for herself to make sure I was safe. And like that was dedication, but it was. But that's what I would, I would say as far as a therapist, me putting my therapist hat on for like a minute. If anyone's listening that is a parent and feels like they do struggle with their own anxiety and it's debilitating or they notice patterns of them being very overprotective, see if you can just get some support and get some professional support. Because um, let me tell you, not only will it help you, but it'll help your child or your children to really recognize you know, that your worldview might be a little distorted because let's be honest, the world is a scary place, but, but Mm -hmm. ruminating and like, like just thinking about that all the time and trying, there's really, there's, you only have so much control. That's really what it comes down to. So, but I totally hear you because I, my mom was not as strict as that, but there was definitely, you know, she struggled with her anxiety and her own depression and, um, you know, I feel like I was trying to get my self-worth through friendships as a child yeah. and being in this type of like trying to be a part of this popular crowd or find quote unquote, you know, friendships when I was younger was so based on fake things. It wasn't real. And as I grew older, I kept just being in these fake friend. Now I won't say that the friends I was with were fake because I still have best friends from like grade school and high school. Well, I'll tell you though, when I say best friends, I'll say there's really only a handful that I still talk to, but I, it's like an onion. I have different layers of myself that I give to people. And so like the very core of an onion is maybe those like two, three, four people in your life that you literally feel so safe with. They know everything about you. They're the people that you call when you know you are having a panic attack or you're feeling really anxious or they maybe know your deep, deepest, darkest thoughts that you feel so shameful about. I have mm-hmm. maybe like two people or three people in my life. And a couple of them are my friends that I grew up with, but I'll say maybe like one or two of them are, but you don't understand how many friendship groups I've had. Like so many different types of girlfriends, like, like tens and, uh, you know, probably a hundred, I would say I'd have hundred groups of girlfriends throughout my life that were so based on fake stuff. And as I grew older and like, that's why I talked about at your age, like you're getting to the age where you're really figuring out yourself and your friendships. As I grew older, I weeded out a lot of people. Because I had to, I started becoming more of who I am. And now the two or three people that I still have these core, they're the ones that accepted me for who I was. And they're the ones that still we, that we, that maybe I've had fights with, but we were able to come together and really talk together about, you know, why we have certain thoughts or why we didn't agree with what they did or whatever like that. But we always want to work that we always want to work on the friendship. And so I can say I do now at this point have real authentic friendships, but I also still have those social relationships, but I just don't put a a lot of energy into them anymore. Yeah. And I can't because for so long in my life, my anxiety was telling me that I needed my my self-worth from these types of people. And it was so fake. So I think as you get older, if you can reevaluate friendships, 
it's actually really important to do that. And one of the best ways to start doing that is to start setting boundaries with certain friends that you, do not make you feel good about who you are when you're around them. Yeah, I, I cut out every actually every single friend when I got, uh, which was probably a bad thing. Like I, I full on isolated because I just couldn't. Like I, you have to figure it out. Yeah, maybe you're trying to figure out which one. You know, order was so bad that I didn't think I was even going to live to tomorrow. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't even care about friends. Like, I'm not even going to live to tomorrow. But once that started to get better, I was just like, I went from finding my worth in friends to like questioning everybody's intentions with a friendship. And so I actually reversed wanting the big groups of friends to like do people actually really like me? And like anxiety started telling me they don't actually like you. Like they pity you. Um, you're annoying. And so then I got to the point where I was just like, Oh, it's so exhausting hanging out with people. Cause I feel like I'm annoying them. I feel like I'm a bother. I feel like they truly don't want to hang out with me. Like they hang out with me. Like, I don't even know why. Uh, it, then it turned into that. So then I really struggled with like finding, cause at that point I was like, I just want one good friend. Like that's all I want because I cut out everyone and people notice that I Wait, so, wasn't. So what? How old were you when you did that? You cut off everyone. So so okay. I got I got diagnosed with panic disorder my going into my junior year of call undergrad. So twenty, about to be twenty one. Okay. So that age, I was living with three other girls, and I was in this huge group of girls about 15 girls. There's 15 of us that were good friends. We lived in a townhome of four of us. Next to us was another townhome of our other four friends. And then our other friends lived in the apartment right next door. So like we all lived like on the strip together. And um, I mean, they were my friends since I started freshman year of college. Like it was just, and I, and I loved, I loved the times I had with them, but it just was never who I truly am. It's not that they're bad people. I just was never being authentic to myself. And I felt like I was always doing things for people to like me. Like I would, I would make everyone feel so special, but no one ever made me feel special. And I would do all these things for people. Like if it was someone's birthday, I would go out of my way to like make it like so special for them. But no one would ever, no one ever really cared about, I don't know. I just felt like no one ever really cared. No one ever really showed they cared. And so they just weren't that kind of friends. Like it never got to a personal level of, they never knew who I truly was because I didn't even know who I truly was. And then when I got yeah. diagnosed with panic disorder, I w- w- was having so many panic attacks every day. All I had was my family and my boyfriend. And so at that point, I just was so worried about dying. I could care less about friendships. And like people started to notice. So then I moved out into my own apartment by myself, my senior year of college. I lived alone. Um which was actually really, really good for me. I had one of the best years doing that, like senior year, um, not, not best years, but I just like felt more at peace having my space. And I've realized I'm more of an introvert than I like I had put on for so long. I tried to be an extrovert and for people to like me when really I'm not an extrovert. I enjoy being alone. I enjoy conversations with people that are deeper than the surface level. Like I'm so sick of that. I spent so many years having conversations about things I don't care about. Yes. Like people, yes. like girls, girls in college. Here's another thing. Like they're nasty, like with the way they talk. And that is not me. Like I'm not a nasty talker. It, it, I just, I don't, I don't care for all that stuff. Like I don't even care to talk about 
I'm going to get the most drunk tonight. Like, it's just not me at the core. It is not me. And yeah, it never yeah. was me. And like, I think I got to a point where I was like, I don't need all this in my life. And if they don't want to like me, then oh, well. But then I got to a point where my anxiety reversed, like I said, and it's just more of like, do these people, I, I'm authentic to who I am now. And like, what I stand for, like, I, I've finally at, uh, about a year ago told everyone in my friend group about what I went through, showed them all my Instagram. Um, yeah, it, it was it was hard. But you know, five of them texted me and was like, hey, I struggle with anxiety too. I mean, but you don't see it in them. But it's just crazy how like, I wish we could have talked about that then, you know, it's like, crazy. But yeah. now it's, it's different. Now my anxiety is more of like, do they really like me? Like the people I have in my life now, it's like, do they actually care about me? And like putting my energy in places where I feel I'm liked back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I will say that I I think a lot of people listening can relate to this, but there's so much shame that comes into play when you have like anxiety episodes or you've panic attacks or there's just, at least for me and a lot of people that I've talked to when when it happens. And even though I'm so self-aware that more yeah. than I used to be about my own anxiety, but I still have episodes. I mean, this is not something that's cured. You know, I'm not going to be cured of it and never have that ever again. I manage it every day, but I still have life hits you and things make you sad. Things make you scared. Talk about like getting older. I mean, as you get older and you get to my age, you know, I'm seeing more and more people losing their parents and and things happen. And so I will sometimes, my anxiety will come out as anger a lot. Yeah. I mean, not a lot. Like I I have, I think I said this at last episode, I have a really re- weird relationship with anger. Like yeah. it's really scary for me to express anger. Um, and so I'm working on that, but I feel so much shame whenever I, you know, either have an anger outburst and I feel so bad or when I'm just trying to like express my emotions and someone isn't you know, as emotionally aware as me. And I just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad because I'm expressing myself and this person isn't even validating me. Like I'm expecting that other person to validate me. And really I have to try and regulate on my own. I mean, that's really what's empowering is being able to know that you can have emotions and you can feel things. And it's good to have a support system, you know, like real, those core friends, but that you are not codependent on them to make you make all of it go away right? That's oh, yeah. kind of like the healing process. So, but still, I still feel the shame so much of just either when I can't, Some there's a big thing too with um, a lot of my friends is when I started setting boundaries, I started saying no a lot more yeah. because I knew there yeah. were certain environments that were just not fun for me. I drank a lot right. in my 20s because I was so anxious and also depressed that the only time I felt actually like I wasn't about to jump off a cliff was when I was drunk. So I was drinking way too much and it's almost normalized when you're in your twenties, just like drinking so much. It almost is like, Dude, you, you just hit something that was crazy. The, the saying no, setting that boundary, mm-hmm. that's where your real friends show. Mm-hmm. Like if exactly. you, are- if they, can I just say one thing? If, if you say no, because you're setting a boundary to some type of event or something that your friend asked you to do and they get mad at you. Yeah. That is why you're setting the boundary with that person. Yeah. Because no one, should, no one should be getting angry with you for doing something that you feel like you need to do to rest your mind and rest your body. It just shouldn't be like that. Yeah. 
like I would say with my, I have two, I have three good friends now. And it's like, we don't see each other that often. And like, we have our times, like we're all the same. It's like, you like your space, you like your time. And it's okay if I don't see you every single day of the week. Cause I remember in college, if you missed out on one party, you were lesser of yeah. a friend. God. You were at the low end of the yes, time. And then totally. they would talk about their time they had and you felt so left out. And then they'd make you feel bad that you didn't go. Yeah. Oh, Taylor's not fun. And then you're not the fun friend. It was yeah, just yeah. so pressure. Yeah. Oh my God. What's wrong? What's wrong yeah. with you? Oh, you that's so. Study? Why do you want to study? It's a Friday night. Like have fun. Your test isn't until Monday. I got that all the time because I wanted to do good. And it just like, I should have surrounded myself with people who also wanted to do good. You know what I mean? It's like, and I remember longing for those friends so much too. Like I had, like, I, it's like, I reached that level. It's almost like money and fame. Like people are like, Oh, once I'm rich and once I'm famous, yeah. then I'll be yeah. happy. The people who have yeah. money and fame. And they're like, they're like, you don't even know. Like, I remember I heard like Justin Bieber talking about it not too long yeah. ago on his live. And he was like, it, I've had it all guys. And it, you will not find happiness in it. And, and I think that's, that's something like once I had the popular friends, I was longing for the friends who just wanted to hang out and like the friends who did want to do good in life and who did want to study. And I realized how different I was. I liked being studious. I liked learning and that's okay. Yeah. I'm not being a nerd. What, what is a nerd? Like, it's so dumb. I know it's, it's <laughs> you know what it is. It's what, it's what TV shows, TV shows portray to you, yeah. which is so mean. My icon, like my prime times was like, what was popular? Uh, High School Musical. Oh, so yeah, it was yeah. like the the, ap- the absolute definition of stereotypes. You know what I mean? They totally. had the, like the jock. Yeah, the jock. I know. I mean, you think of like, yeah, like Hollywood and society and how they portray certain roles. And that's, that's the way that, you know, it's supposed to be and how you're going to feel like you made it or something. And it's so... It's so backwards. And I think, I know. you know, I actually am for, I feel fortunate at least in the last couple of years that mental health is sort of being talked about more and that yeah. there is this sort of positive body, you know, body positive movement mm-hmm. happening, which I was like, I wish that there was someone else when I was younger saying, you know, feel positive about your body, like love your body, love yeah. yourself for this. Because I don't think I had one person tell me that when I was young, that no. I should love, love who I am. Like no. it was always, it was just watching other movies and thinking like I always had to be this other person. Oh, and yeah. now being able to do the work and understand that I, who I am and I've really, truly accept who I am and I love who I am, even though sometimes I don't like it. I still deep down love myself, but it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. And the people that are in my life now, like the friends I have, they love me for everything that I am. All of the things that people outside might think are weaknesses. I'm doing air quotes. Um, they love me for that. And I love them for what they're going through. And, and that's true. Like what Justin Bieber said, like that his, what, what he was talking about was that, yeah, the money and the fame that is literally like at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed, mm-hmm. what are you going to say about your life and why it was worth it? Yeah. Not because you had five cars. Yeah. Not because right? you had a million friends. Not because you have 300 friends that you think are yeah. your real friends. 
You're going to say it's because there's like two or three people that were so meaningful to you in your life and that accepted you and loved you for who you were authentically you. Like that's- I have to remind myself of that a lot. Like sometimes I'll sit around and I'll be like, I'll get in this mood where I'm just like, I'm so lonely. And I'm like, why am I lonely? Why do I think I'm lonely? And it's like, cause I I'll scroll through Instagram and see people doing all these fun things. And I'm yes. like, but, I, but if I was there, I wouldn't want to be there. It's a weird thing of like, you think it looks so fun on the outside because that's what social media is. It's a, it's a highlight reel. And I think at the end of the day, what truly, truly matters in a friendship. And if you're sitting at home and you're like, I have no friends. Um, I'm such a loser. I'm lonely. No one actually likes me. I get those thoughts too. But, at, but, but truly look around. You have someone and that's all you need is someone. You don't I need mean, multiple people. If no. you have one person in your, in your life right. that you can look to and be like, you truly love me for who I am. And maybe that's just your husband or your wife. Or, or honestly, mom. or maybe you even haven't met that person yet. Yeah. Maybe you just haven't met that person yet. There is someone. someone. Yeah. And, and that's why I think I love our communities on Instagram. Mm-hmm. How many, how much support people find from the people that comment on my posts and comment on anxiety chicks and your health anxiety. I mean, I, that's, that was, that's probably the biggest thing that if I could keep this going forever, this platform is that there are people listening right now yeah. that actually find that person for them on the anxiety healer. <laughs> like they find, even if they live across the world, maybe it's someone that they can zoom with or talk to that just understands the level of anxiety they have and understands that they just want to get to know the person for who they are. And yeah. I and they're think not that's... alone. They're not alone. No. Like I, I have being full transparent. I cry probably a couple times a month to my husband. I'll just be like, I feel lonely. Like I feel like, and I'll go through a phase of it and like a thought, cause I've saw something on social media or whatever. And then I realize I truly open my eyes and I'm like, look at the, look at our communities. Like you said, they're all our friends. Yeah. Even though we don't might, might not know each other in person, like we all relate and we all are going through the same things. And I think when you open up that door of vulnerability, that's a better friend than you've ever had in your life. 100%. I think it's so, I think it's so cool that you, you just said that. And I so relate to you about like feeling this loneliness every now and then. And I always just I always just assume that all my loneliness is because I'm not married and I don't have a boyfriend and hearing that you're lonely like that sometimes and you're married, it's like, it doesn't matter. You can have these emotions, whether you're, you could be surrounded by a million people and still feel so lonely. Yeah. I think it's also thoughts too, that can make you feel lonely. Like I think, uh, even if I have, like I said, I have about three friends who I know they know me for who I am. They know me for, I, I've allowed myself to be like, let me show these people who I truly am at my core. I have anxiety. I mean, I had a full on freak out with these people. Remember my eye story on my wedding day? Oh yeah. Like, I, yeah. Felt, I felt I could act that way in front of them and they didn't judge me. Like I felt okay acting that way. And it's like, okay, I know I have those people, but I still question sometimes like, do they actually like me? And anxiety will come in and be like, you're, they just pity you and like you bother them. You annoy them. You're texting them too much. They don't actually want to hang out with you. You just had had a buzzword that you just said. Do you know what it is? No. It's the J. Judgment. 
Oh, judgment. Just, yeah, you were just talking and you, you threw that word in there just as you were talking. And that's a huge, it's just a buzzword. Think about that. Do you feel like who you're around are judgmental? No. Are they judging you? Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm asking you and our listeners, but like I'm, I'm saying if you're listening to this and you hang out with a certain group and you feel like they're very judgmental towards you, that is a clue to reevaluate who you hang out with. The people and the friends that you want around are people that lift you up and that make you feel good about you. They want to know about your life. They want to know, like, if you feel comfortable and safe enough to talk to them about anxiety, they want to know, oh my gosh, tell me how I can support you with that. Oh, you're going to have to say, you're going to, maybe at the last minute, you're going to have to cancel a couple things because sometimes it comes out of nowhere. That's okay. I get it. I will never be mad at you. Yes. I get it. If you need to not come, that's okay. We can, we can meet I feel another like you time. and I have that. Like, like, you know how sometimes you and I will be like, Hey man, I just can't do the podcast today. Totally. And, and both, and our responses to each other are so it's the most relieving thing I think I've ever felt. Cause I've always had an issue with canceling. Cause I have a fear of people just freaking out on me. Yeah. And like, you always reply and you're like, Hey, it's okay. Take, and we're, we both reply to each other and we're like, take time for yourself. Take a day for yourself. Like when you were going through all that breakup stuff, I was like, I was like, Allison, you deserve time. And I felt like it was like almost like shocking to you that like you truly did deserve that time and that it was okay to to stop. And I I could see it because you're like, I can log on, like I can do it. And I'm like, no, I'm like, we don't have to, like, it's okay. You know, if our followers don't, and same with our followers, if they don't want to listen to us because we go through things as humans too. Right. right. Then, then, then they're not yeah. our friends either. You don't have to do it. I mean, I. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's hard. The expectations for myself and then expectations for other yeah. people. It's hard for me. I'm working on that because, yeah. um, yeah, I, I really don't hang out with anyone at this point that doesn't accept and understand that if I need to say no at the last minute, that's going to happen. And it doesn't have anything personally to do with that. It has more to do with my anxiety or my, you know, GI issues or stuff like that. Right. So it's, um, but it's hard. It's, this is a hard process. And I think reevaluating friendships is something that probably happens to more women. I feel mm-hmm. like men are <laughs> men. I was just saying this cause I had, um, this like virtual date last night and, um, Oh wait, what we were talking about. Yeah. He was really nice. Anyway, it's for another day, but we were talking about that, how he was talking about like one of him and his friends and they got into something. And then the next hour it was like, okay, man, whatever. I was like, I wish that women could just do that. I wish that, and I'm not, you know, I don't know, men or women. I'm just, it's, that's kind of like the science behind it, but obviously I'm not talking about gender here, but, um, just the brain of, of a male is very different. And it's, crazy because I, I mean, obviously an emotional, just overly emotional person anyway, but I'm just like, sometimes I wish I should just be like, all right, whatever. And sometimes it's really not personal. It's just like, bye. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about this today because yeah, I think there's a lot of people who feel lonely. Like I, I really do. I think, I think it's, and, and you know what, you don't know that because I sometimes forget to show that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. because when we talk, I'm not, it's normally at night. Like when I'm just kind of like sitting there, like 
thinking about things and I'm just like I just feel super lonely and it's like yeah, yeah people are around me yeah. but I just I feel lonely and I, I don't know I don't know sometimes what it is. I mean, listen, this year has been so hard too. I mean, talk yeah, about feeling yeah. disconnected from people during right. the pand- a pandemic. I mean, right. the only way for months and months was to connect over a computer with, especially yeah. if you're not someone who's married and you're single or you, maybe you you are married or I don't know. If you live alone, let's just put it that way, it can be, you can feel like, oh my gosh, um, like for me, Wow, during this pandemic, oh my gosh, I was only connecting through screens. And I really thrive from, you know, having energy of other people around me at times. And so not having that was very lonely feeling too. But at the same time, I know that I'm I'm not alone. But but I allow myself to feel lonely. I just don't stick in it. So I just like you said, you cry. I'll cry sometimes. I'll listen to some sad songs. And I'm just like, oh, this is sad. And then I'm like, you know what? That was a good cry. I'm going to go outside, take a walk, spend some time with my, you know, dog, and then visit the people that I feel good around. Yeah. And that kind of brings me back to that. I also remind myself in those moments, like to get brought back to it, is I'd rather feel lonely than be alone in a crowd. Like I always try and bring myself back to those times where I quote unquote wasn't lonely because I was the life of the party, whatever. Yeah. But how unfulfilling that was at the end of the day and like how me being alone and doing the things that I actually like, even like going shopping by myself, which I do a lot. I go to stores and errands by myself Yeah, and I prefer it. And I enjoy that time almost like just like allowing myself to like be important yeah. And putting myself first for once, because I think my whole life I put like cleaning other kids' mom's house. What? Why did that mom ever even let me clean that house? Like, that's weird. Let's think about that. <laughs> but like, it's, you know what I mean? I know. I know. <laughs> well, I'll say, I, I will say just before, before we go that I would say the biggest thing that you can do right now, if you are struggling with your friendships and kind of First of all, I said the whole thing about judgment and you want to feel good around these people. Yeah. That's what friendship should be. You should feel like you can be safe around them and that you can be vulnerable. And if you want to express your emotions that you can and they don't take it, they don't hold it against you if you say right. something. Um, but also if you feel like, wow, maybe I don't know if that's even anybody in my cir- circle. Like yeah. I don't think anyone accepts me. I don't know who that is. We're getting now to a point mm-hmm. where – the world is sort of opening up again. If you have your vaccine, obviously take precautions. We are going to need to do this, but like things are going to be opening up again soon. I think there's going to be, um, you know, meetups again soon and different ways to meet new people. Mm-hmm. And you just need to put yourself out there and really just smile and just try and do the, I mean, I'm not saying share your dirty laundry with any, like everyone right away, but just keep your heart open to meeting new people. Because like I said before, that person for you, you might not have even met yet. You know, right. like even for right. me, I feel like I have so many friends that I have yet to meet. I'll probably meet sometime soon in my yoga community or something yeah. like that. And you just never know. So just keep your heart open and surround yourself in communities that make you feel like, you have kind of a common worldview yeah. about like my the yoga community for me just is so healing. I know every I know like most of the people that I meet in different 
yoga communities that I've been to are all very just similar in their mindset to me and just yeah. really grounded. Some are open, some are struggle with anxiety, but they're so open about, you know, how they're trying to work on themselves and stuff. And it's the type of people I feel I like to be around. No, I, I feel you. People that want to, are, are interested in topics that you truly are interested in, which yeah. I feel like I never allowed myself to surround myself with people like that because they were like maybe nerdier. You know what I mean? Right. Quote unquote. Right. There yeah, is no nerd. Unquote. I'm the biggest no. nerd ever. I'm the I'm biggest like, nerd. I could out nerd you. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Whatever. But um, anyway. Well, any yeah. last wise words, Taylor? Just, I, I like what you said. If you're in a friend group right now where you're not feeling fulfilled and the judgment's there and you're just like every day feeling so alone, even though you have all those friends, it's okay to let go too. You're not a mean person for letting go of them. And they, and you know what? They might be, uh, they might sometimes look at you as like, oh, she's trying to be better than us or she thinks she's better than us now. Yep. That's because they're judgmental. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what, you might, feel, why. you might feel talked about for a little bit for leaving that friend yeah. group. You might feel like judged, yeah. but you were judged when you were in that friend group because they were probably taught just like how they talked about other girls in the group to you. They were talking about you too. And so you might go through a season of loneliness, but like Allison said, you will find your person. And even if it's just one person, that's all you need. Right. I love yeah. That. Well, on that note, we hope you guys liked this episode and make sure to follow us at the Anxiety Chicks on Instagram. And we'll be back next week with another healing episode. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, it's a self-paced course and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well. So go to the anxietyhealingschool.com to check that out and as always go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.